0: And welcome to the Marks of a Mogul podcast. I am your host, Rosina, also known as the Biz Lawyer. Follow me, y'all, on Instagram, okay, at the Biz Lawyer. So here's the thing: in trademark law, there is something called infringement. Okay, infringement means when someone is infringing on your right. Now, how can they do that? They can adopt these three different characteristics and then become these offenders that are infringing on your rights. Okay. So one, we have the copycat. Okay. We're going to talk about the copycat and what they be doing. Right. And then the second we have is the counterfeiter. Okay. So I know y'all probably ready to hear about these counterfeiters. And then the third one we have is the confiscator oh my God, we got so much to talk about and say about a confiscator, okay? So here's the thing, let's go back and start with a copycat. Now what is a copycat? A copycat is the type of person that's pretty much watching your every move and they really can't move until you make a move because they're a copycat, right? They're not creative, they lack all creativity. And they're waiting for you so that they can be inspired, so they can pretty much take your ideas and duplicate them in a way. Now, a copycat, because it's a cat, right, they're a little sneaky about how they do things. So they might tweak some things here, tweak some things there. But because they stay watching you and they focused on you, it's evident that they are really telling your brand story and not their own, right? And you all are probably like, well, okay, girlfriend, what is a brand story? Now, a brand story is what you should be putting together in order to deliver your marketing messages, right? So you might have your name, your logo, your slogan, but you also may have your brand colors. It's just the way that you are putting together your brand to attract your target market. And so your copycat may be the person that's gonna adopt like certain wording that you constantly use in your business. They may be the person that's adopting the same colors as you or shoot. Maybe they didn't adopt your wording, but then they flip the color to something different. Right. So the copycat, they try to be sneaky about it. They're not just blatantly copying you. Right. They want to change some things, flip some things over. But you and your true tribe recognize them and they see them for who they are. Because they truly trying to do you. And when they really need to be only truly doing themselves, because when they wake up every morning, one thing they can't change is that they gotta wake up being themselves. They can't be anybody else. So people see it, they spot it, right? It, it becomes a little bit complicated to prove it. But the elements are steady showing up and speaking to you because these are everything that they're adopting in their brand comes from your brand. That's a copycat, right? Now, the second type of C for a trademark infringement is a counterfeiter. Now, the counterfeiter, huh, they ain't got no shame in that game, baby, right? They finna basically, they the knockoffs, right? They finna knock off your brand, the exact replica of your brand. They, they want to show up like they're you, right? They want to not, and sometimes it's not even trickery. Like, look, she's selling that product over there. For $50, $70 when I got that same product over here for $10, right? So that's how the counterfeiter comes. They real disrespectful because they going to just take your stuff and they like, look, I'm going to sell it for cheaper, right? So when you see these knockoff Gucci bags and you see these knockoff Gucci belts and knockoff... Coach purses, and what they used to do, right? They don't do people wear coaching? Oh, let me not say that. But okay, so when you see the knockoff Louis Vuittons and 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 not, I have seen it in my clients' brand where people are knocking off their brands and selling it to people as and people know, like because we know, right? Like we know because one thing that tells us we're dealing with a counterfeit is what. The price, right? So you know if you trying to buy this bag for $5,000 that usually typically costs $5,000 and they only selling it for $75 or $50, you know that's a counterfeit, right? If you know, you see this brand, they typically sell sweaters and hoodies for $75 and you could buy that brand for $15 or $10, you know that's a counterfeit. So we know, right? And some people still want to engage with them. That's why it's so important that we secure our brand so that we can stop these counterfeits because they are truly copying the brand. They're they creating these replicas, right? The knockoffs, like we call it. And the third C is the confiscator. Now, the confiscator. They just so dirty, so dirty, so dirty. And I like, yeah, I might be like, you're from Louisiana. But when you say dirty, you got to put that New Orleans twang on it. Cause they just dirty. Okay. So what they would do is actually just take your brand. They going to try to take your stuff. Let me tell y'all, I've been a trademark lawyer, been practicing law. It'll be eight years in May, 2021. And I have seen this too many times. People get mad at you. This, and and typically the confiscator is always somebody you knew, right? It's somebody you know. It's typically somebody you know and you didn't fell out with. And so now in order to get back at you, they want to go and take your brand. And what usually happens is they go, they know you have this brand, they know you've been building this brand, but they know the brand has not been secured. They know you have not filed your trademark application with the government and you don't have a registration. So what did this confiscator do? They go and they file your trademark application. And they so blatant about it, they might even throw it in your face. I have seen this happen before on social media a few times and the person will be like, now I own you, B-I-T-C-H, right? Now I own your name. That's a confiscator, right? And so how do you protect yourself from the copycatter, the counterfeiter, the confiscator, you have to secure the brand, right? Because once you have secured the brand, if you can prove that someone is infringing on your rights with the copycat, right? The copycat can confuse your potential consumer from buying from them when they think they're buying from you, right? For instance, if you sold Luxury Hair Weave, right? And your brand was a luxury hair extensions, right? And your copycatter also sell hair extensions and they call themselves luxury hair extensions, but they don't spell their luxury with a Y like you do. They spell it with the I, okay? So how do you protect yourself against that? You, if you have registration, you have ownership of your brand, under trademark law, it's not about what's the same, but what can be deemed confusingly similar. So therefore, if your trademark is registered and someone adopts a brand name that is similar to yours, not the same, but similar to yours, under the law, you can stop them from using that brand because it can cause a likelihood of confusion to your brand. That's how you deal with them copycats, right? But okay, let's talk about these counterfeiters, right? So under the law, if you own your trademark registration, and you have someone who is counterfeiting your products under the law, you can also collect three times the profits they have made from infringing on your brand. So let's say you got these amazing apparel line, right? And they have went and knocked off all of your hoodies and they made about a million dollars sell it and the counterfeit products of your brand now because you have trademark registration under the law you can demand that they pay you three times the amount of that one million dollars so that's three million dollars they will owe you and you could collect and get a judgment for because they have intentionally infringed on your brand and use it to counterfeit, counterfeit those products. Another great thing about having your brand protected and dealing with counterfeiters is as a registered trademark owner, you are able to register your trademark registration with the United States Customs and Border Patrol because a lot of counterfeit products, they are made in the USA, but the majority of them come from overseas, from over the water, right? And how do they get here? By boat. And what happens is U.S. Customs, they inspect those freights and those carts that are being shipped over from overseas. And if you are registered as a trademark owner with U.S. um, Customs and Borders and you have let them know who are your verified vendors from overseas and if any infringing products come from those overseas and they inspect those containers and they are not a part of your verified vendors list, They can. They will confiscate that material for you so that you can destroy it as the trademark owner, okay? So look, when we dealing with counterfeiters, you got to pay some chess and not some checkers, okay, baby? You got to checkmate on these people because they trying to checkmate on your bank account, okay? So the third person, like we talked about, is the confiscator, right? But let's be clear, the confiscator can't even exist if you own your brand from the beginning from the get-go, right? Because can't nobody take nothing from you that you already own yourself. So therefore, you need to be proactive about securing your brand and not reactive about trying to get your brand back, okay? So therefore, in order to deal with these confiscators, you ain't even got to, because they gotta put some respect on your name because you already got the trademark register, right? So how you gonna take some from me that's already mine? Bam, on their head, right? So that's how you deal with these three C's under trademark infringement. Welcome back to Trademark Tea. Man, do I got some tea for y'all. This tea is that Gucci was sending Forever 21 cease and desist notices about using and selling clothing with their branded trademark with the stripes that bear their red and green stripes, They're green and black stripes. Y'all know the Gucci stripes. And so Forever 21 actually got tired of getting Gucci cease and desist letters. So they actually filed a lawsuit against Gucci saying that it was unfair competition. And so they went back and forth about these stripes and things of that nature. And what ended up happening was parties ended up settling. We would never probably know what they agreed to do. Possibly, hopefully, Forever 21 possibly just said, you know what? Okay. People probably are identifying these as Gucci stripes. So we'll probably just stop selling them. That's possibly allegedly what happened. I'm thinking because I'm thinking Gucci, they do have what we call inherent distinctiveness with those stripes. Meaning When we see those stripes, we automatically think of the Gucci brand, right? So it would have been a hard argument for Forever 21 to make. But Forever 21, they did come out swinging in this situation. And so I guess both parties thought, look, it's no need to litigate these matters as long as we both can get what we want. And sometimes that's what happens um, in legal issues. You just really want people to come to an amicable agreement so that the behavior stops, the behavior cease. Right. And I'm not saying that's what happened in the settlement. Hey, I don't know. I wasn't privy to it. But most cases, in order for parties to settle, they are actually getting something they want in the end. And I can't imagine Gucci settling um, with Forever 21 while they're still allowed to sell um, their trademark inherent stripes that we know to be related to the Gucci brand. Hopefully they are able to work this out. They have been able to work it out amicably and nothing will arise where they have to come and meet each other back in the court of law, right? But that is one example of counterfeiting that we talked about earlier, right? Whereas you are utilizing a brand that is very popular, very well known And you're copying it or making replications to it, right? And so I would believe Gucci would have had a great argument for counterfeiting. But again, they did not see it through to the end. So we would never know. But they did end up fighting in court, the both of them two, for a period of time before they agreed to settle. So Forever 21 versus Gucci is no more because they did agree to settle. Forever 21 has had some other problems with some other high fashion industries too. The crazy thing though is in the US, it is hard to protect fashion items under the law. And the reason being is because fashion items are considered functionable meaning they're wearable garments that we put on our body. And so under U.S. law, there's really no protection to protect a wearable garment. Unlike the U.K. and unlike in Europe, under their law, you can protect fashion-related items and wearable garments, right? So basically how Gucci tried to insert this action against them is through their stripes that, like I said, is inherently distinctive to their brand and we recognize them. And those stripes are protected under trademark law because it is a consistent design that they consistently use throughout their products. So if you have a fashion brand and you're trying to learn how to protect it, reach out to us and we'll be able to help you. Maybe you need to book a strategy session with myself. And we'll be able to talk it through on some ways and some strategy approaches that you can protect your fashion brand under the law i want to thank you all for joining me on the fifth episode of marks of a mobile podcast i am so happy and i hope you all learned a lot about the three different types of trademark infringers whether it is your copycat your counterfeiter or your confiscator, right? But none of you are scared. They, You're not moved by any of them because you have already secured your brand so that you can secure your legacy. Tune in to our next episode next Monday so you can learn more lessons on how to secure the brand. So like I said, we can secure these legacies. If you have any more questions or you would like to continue this conversation, head over to my Instagram at the lawyer, And do not forget to like, share, leave a review, or subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you share with your friends. Bye, y'all.